Are you weather ready? We've teamed up with other government departments, the NHS, loads of other organisations and charities, and we're really checking that everyone is ready for winter. The weather enthusiasts that contribute to our daily data feed. It's about five metres off the ground, um, attached to a brick wall, and all of the instruments have pretty good exposure. And what's in store weather-wise for the rest of the week? A very soggy start for southern parts of England and South Wales on Saturday, and these bands of rain are journeying northwards. It's Thursday, November the 21st, and you're listening to Weathersnap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir, and you're listening to Weathersnap, an insider's guide to the week's weather, brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. Only two weeks of autumn left, but it has been an eventful season. Incredibly wet weather for some, with floods devastating swathes of the country. And even in the past week, temperatures have plummeted to minus nine in the glens of Scotland, with freezing fog disrupting airports and commuters further south. Winter is a matter of weeks away and tends to be the season when more people experience the effects of extreme weather. This week, the Met Office launches the Weather Ready campaign. To find out more, I spoke to Will Lang, the Met Office Head of Civil Contingencies. Well, this is a really important campaign that launches this week. Weather Ready is the campaign where we, in the Met Office, we've teamed up with other government departments, the NHS, loads of other organisations and charities, and we're really checking that everyone is ready for winter. Okay, so let's talk about, first of all, those really cold, cold days. In fact, over the last few days, some parts of Scotland haven't seen temperatures above freezing. But when should we be concerned? So the first thing we're suggesting is that you check the forecast. And if you see in the forecast that there's going to be a lengthy period, several days of really low temperatures, so by day and by night below zero, for example, then you might be wanting to check your pipes to making sure that they're well insulated and they're not likely to freeze in those really cold temperatures. And driving in such conditions, it can be very tricky as well. But we can prepare for that. That's a key message. Again, check the forecast, make sure you plan your route accordingly, but also making sure that you're prepared, making sure that your tyres are ready for the winter, making sure that you've got enough screen wash, for example. One thing that I do do is I put a really thick coat in my car. It's always in the boots because actually you can be in gridlock for hours in winter weather when things go awry. Really good point. It could be flooding, it could be some snow or, or something like that. So a thick coat or a blanket in the car. People have been affected by flooding over the last month or so. We've had a huge amount of rain. How can we prepare for something like that? Firstly, again, stay in touch with the forecast, especially the weather warnings. So we have our yellow, amber and red weather warnings. And then everyone can take some simple steps to make sure that their homes are sufficiently protected by uh, clearing guttering, making sure that uh, drains aren't blocked. And some people will know that they live in areas prone to flooding. In which case, you stay in touch not just with the weather forecast and the warnings, but also flood advice, flood warnings. Well, a lot of this is obvious stuff, but it's good to be reminded of it, isn't it? Yes, that's right. We, I mean, we've had a taste of cold weather just at the end of autumn, but now we're heading into winter. It's those elderly people or otherwise more vulnerable people that we need to think of as we head through the colder winter months. Will Lang, thank you very much.
Most of us talk about it and some of us actually measure it. Yes, we are talking about the British weather. The Weather Observations website, or WOW, is a Met Office platform that enables users to share current weather observations. These observations are recorded using a variety of methods, from specifically designed digital or wireless weather stations to just looking out the window or sending in a photo. The WOW website holds a lot of data and behind every data source is a weather enthusiast. The numbers are big. Every month, 19 million observations are logged worldwide. That's data from official stations and members of the public. In the UK alone, 5 million pieces of weather data are delivered by users to WOW each month. Dan Harris is one of those users. I've always wanted my own weather station. I had sort of very basic ones when I was a kid. This was bought for me actually as a present by my wife. It's been in this location for about four and a half years. It's about five metres off the ground, um, attached to a brick wall, and all of the instruments have pretty good exposure. We've got a solar radiation sensor, uh, which senses strength of sunshine and cloud cover. There's a rain gauge, which measures the amount of rain, obviously, a temperature and humidity sensor, and that all connects wirelessly to a console, which is in the house. Mainly use it to kind of look at the actual conditions of the weather conditions, what is happening now. I cycle to work and it's pretty useful for looking at the temperature outside so I know what uh, clothes uh, I need to put on. It's useful because it contributes an observation to the Met Office in an area where there aren't that many observations. So it gives forecasters at the Met Office a good overview of the local conditions. So we're indoors now. Um, in front of me I've got the console. This is the, um, the, the little computer that interprets the wireless signals from the weather station. I've got a number of dials um, which tells me live uh, data from the weather station. Just going through the dials here, we've got barometric pressure. Um, then we've got a couple of dials which tells us temperature and dew point. Then we've got the wind speed and the wind direction. So as well as giving me a live readout of conditions as they're happening now, the weather station um, and the Cumulus software also pushes this data every 10 minutes to the WOW website. Observation data is ingested into the WOW network. Here's operational meteorologist Ellie Creed. This is the WOW homepage and the bulk of this homepage is actually taken up by a map and that shows all of the observations that are coming through at the specific time that we can see here. Every single one of those dots represents some form of data that's coming in to the WOW website. Behind the scenes, what's collating the data is known as the WOW engine. And that WOW engine is also shared with other national MET services. Australia and New Zealand have their own websites that are WOW. Ireland, MET Erin has its own version of WOW as well. And every single data point or piece of data that is going into those websites is also being shared with the UK WOW and vice versa. Moving on from the map view and the homepage, we can move towards the enter observation area. And this is where you can put your data into WOW. Now there's two options. There is the option for a quick observation or a detailed observation. Now I've just clicked on the detailed observation option and this creates a full detailed report of the weather and we have plenty of options here as to what we can input. So for example there is the opportunity to say about cloud cover, there's also rainfall information. Now all this constitutes a detailed weather report and once you are done with typing in what you want to type you just hit complete 
and it's all done. As well as entering data onto WOW, you can also view data. So if I go back to the home page, so for example here, I'm looking at a site in the Borders region, so on the Eskdelmuir site, we can see the temperature currently is 3.9 degrees Celsius, the dew point temperature is 0.2 degrees Celsius. There's a fair amount of information that is available freely on WOW for each of these sites. I'm Matthew Leanert, I am one of the Deputy Chief Meteorologists in the Operations Centre in Exeter. I am responsible for issuing warnings for the UK. Part of that is some very short lead time warnings, so when you see thunderstorms popping up, wow observations are really useful when informing those warning decisions. What we see is very localised heavy rainfall and whilst we can get some rain gauge reports across the UK from our official network, the WOWOBs provide us with the ability to really get that local information that fills in some of the gaps that we have in the network. So looking ahead to the future, we've got increasingly high resolution models. At the moment we operate down to one and a half kilometres, but we could be looking at 300 metres in the future. And WOW observations are going to be really important in driving that accurate forecasting to even finer resolutions. The week began with the lowest minima of the season, minus 9.9 Celsius in Braemar. It's all change again, though. Here's Ada McGiven. Let's start with the good news. It's not going to rain all the time through the weekend, but there will be plenty of wet weather around. Low pressure in charge during Friday, Saturday and Sunday. That low pressure initially to the south of the UK and it's across southwest England, South Wales, where the heaviest and most persistent wet weather will be. A very soggy start for southern parts of England and South Wales on Saturday. And these bands of rain are journeying northwards through the course of Saturday. So virtually everywhere we'll see some rain by the end of the day. Meanwhile, for much of Scotland and Northern Ireland, following a dry start to the day, we'll see outbreaks of rain move here for the second half of the day on Saturday. With a keen wind and a lot of cloud around, it's not going to feel very pleasant, but temperatures technically a little milder compared to recent days. Now, during Saturday night, it will be particularly wet for northeast England, southeast Scotland as well. That's another area we'll be keeping a close eye on here at the Met Office. And then by the start of Sunday, well, the wettest conditions will be for the far north of Scotland, especially the Northern Isles, where it will also be windy. And although the north of Scotland will be wet, much of the rest of the country, at least through much of Sunday, will have a break in the wet weather. Grey skies, yes, and a few spots of rain or light showers, but Sunday's looking, for many places, a little drier compared to Saturday. That is until later on because we've got another system moving in from the west to bring a return to wind and rain for southwest England and South Wales during Sunday afternoon. And the unsettled weather is here to stay at least until the start of next week. Further low pressure systems moving in through Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Thanks, Aidan. Now Graham Madge has last week's highs and lows. Here are your weekly extremes from Monday the 11th of November to Sunday the 17th of November. The highest maximum occurred on Monday when Swanage in Dorset reached a high of 11.2 Celsius. It was during the early morning of Thursday that the lowest temperature was recorded, dipping to a low of minus 8.1 Celsius in Dalwhinnie in the Highlands of Scotland. 
Ross and Wye in Hertfordshire had the most rainfall on one day. This was Thursday the 14th of November with 42.8 millimetres. And on the same day, Glasgow was actually the sunniest place with 7.2 hours. Thank you, Graham. That's it for WeatherSnap. I'm Claire Nazir. This week's producer was Adrian Holloway. Do join us again next time as we take a closer look at the week's weather. WeatherSnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.